0: We'll have this story at the bottom of the hour. Airline cancels $5 billion Boeing order, which is a big deal, $5 billion. And uh, some more details coming out on the whole safety thing and what didn't, didn't happen.
1: And some are a little shocking, so stay tuned. So those of you who listen to the Armstrong and Getty show a little or a lot are familiar with the fact that we have been pushing for Professor Joshua Clover of the University of California, Davis. To get booted off a of campus for repeatedly advocating the killing of cops, David French, who is the is a senior writer for the National Review and senior fellow at the National Review Institute, uh, wrote a piece recently that uh, is entitled, There's a Fake Outrage Machine on the Right Also, and suggests that we are part of said fake outrage machine.
0: Oh, there's a fake outrage machine on both sides, no doubt about it. Absolutely true.
1: This is not one of those instances. We disagree, but uh, so we've invited Mr. French to come on the show and talk about the issue in general and, and our little uh, corner of the world. David, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are y'all? Excellent. Hey, listen, uh we're especially interested in having this discussion with you because before uh we we joined in the call to get rid of this guy we discussed both on and off the air whether it was the sort of thing which we hate which is calling for somebody's job cuz we don't like something they said as opposed right. to calling for someone's job for uh, you know a serious offense something deserving of it
0: and right. we have the stance of if somebody says something crazy and then they say ah, I lost my head, or I was trying to make a joke, or whatever. We let people okay, fine then. Left, right, and center. On. I can respect that. Yeah, you should right. be able to move on from that. This guy
1: has been asked repeatedly. You actually mean that? Yeah, I think cops should be murdered. So wh- what are we getting wrong, in your opinion?
2: Well, there's a sort there's a legalistic aspect of this that isn't pregnant uh, isn't pregnant is present in uh, say the Tucker Carlson case that I think is important. And then there is uh, sort of the cultural aspect. So the legalistic aspect of it is that because he's a public employee, he enjoys First Amendment rights. And as repugnant as that speech is, it's protected by the First Amendment. There there are there, There's a long line of case law that indicates that even if you're talking about violence, even if you talk, for example, about the violent overthrow of the U.S. government, even if you talk, there's a Supreme Court case involving someone who is saying that uh, if he was drafted, the first thing he'd do when he got a rifle is go after President Johnson, uh, that there is a wide burst of protection, even for speech this repugnant. And so, therefore, you have a First Amendment issue present here in the case. And, and the fact that he's
1: a uh, public official factors in exactly how for folks who aren't into this sort of thing.
2: Yeah. So a public official is able to speak uh, on a matter of what's called a matter of public concern, which generally means a matter of public controversy. So uh, they're going to enjoy First Amendment protected rights. So for example, if I'm um, upset because uh, someone keeps drinking too much of the coffee in the faculty lounge, that's not a matter of public concern. But police community relations definitely are a matter of public concern. So uh, public employees still have these First Amendment rights, especially when they're not speaking in their official capacity. Um, okay, fair enough. That's even, the
1: the legalistic part of it. I'm curious about yeah, the other half. Yeah.
2: So the other part of it is, and this is something that I'm I'm concerned about in particular is so there is a difference in my mind between um let, let me let me just move it to like the the, the Fox News scenario to help sort of understand the differences. So Tucker Carlson is going about his business. Um, Some of the things he says on his show are controversial, some are not. What Media Matters does is not – it critiques his show, of course, but what Media Matters does is it goes back, finds a bunch of old things that he says, and brings them forward as a new controversy to say, you know, you called Iraqis primitive, semi literate monkeys. What do you have to say about that? And the reason why I call that fake outrage is it's not not that um, it's fake to be upset – at the primitive, semi literate monkeys. It's that the whole enterprise, the whole exercise of digging around in somebody's past with the hope of finding something really bad is a process that's destructive, and people who are engaged in it, it's not like when Media Matters found this quote by Tucker that they immediately started weeping for the hurt feelings of Iraqis. It was, yes, we've got him now. And one of the things that I think is disturbing that I have seen happen time and time again on college campuses is there's there's a version of this that occurs, often involving relatively obscure professors who are quite radical. Either it's something they might say, you know, in contemporary, you know, they they might publish an article or have an appearance on MSNBC or whatever, or. You know, you go through. You don't like them. You hear they're radicals. You go through and you try to find something that they have said that's really, really bad. And then it doesn't mean it's not bad that what they've said. But the entire enterprise, the entire object here, is to find the offensive speech, elevate the offensive speech, and then uh, punish the offensive speaker. Right. Okay. And that's and, what I
1: object to. Okay. And and well said. Well said. And we agree with you actually on that point. Counterpoint. Uh, Students on campus. He's a jerk. That's my counterpoint. In a, that's a, in a strong point <laughs> made. Well, well said. Um, students on campus had been hearing there's a professor that advocates killing cops, and they thought that was amazing. So they set about trying to figure out if it was true, and who was saying it. And they found this professor Clover and his tweets from 2014, and and an an interview, a rather lengthy interview with San Francisco Weekly, I believe it was, and and. Frankly, David, I was a little surprised you left this quote out of your article because it's awful, and it's one that's been discussed over and over again. People think that cops need to be reformed. They need to be killed. Okay? Having said that, in Davis, California, a five-minute walk from various university facilities, a young police officer was gunned down in cold blood, slaughtered, 22-year-old woman, gunned down, and... In the wake of that shooting, Clover stands by his remarks and says, "Currently, I have nothing." Well, he has refused to to change his opinion. He's refused to change what he says to soften it to walk it back anything. So he stands there in the community pro cop killing as cops are gunned down. Now, uh, the First Amendment, I'm a First Amendment freak, and I love I love Protections that go that far. I don't resent them. I like them. On the other hand, there have to be things so repugnant, so awful that the community as a whole can say, no, tenure will not protect you especially well, given given the monochromatic ideology of college campuses the people have to have a say in how people's universities are run now i i'm not for a witch hunt for everybody who goes against the you know the the 51% majority view because that would lead to to exactly what you know we don't want to happen
2: well yeah i i understand what you're saying and i would say that there is there are actual legal doctrines that support that there is speech that is so dangerous, for example, that it can be punished. And for example, uh, speech that can be punished is speech that's inciting or incitement. Uh, and now someone might say, well, his speech was incitement because he advocated for cops, kill, uh, killing cops and a cop was actually killed, which is horrifying. Um, but incitement has legal definitions. And, and so actual incitement isn't, ac- incitement involves trying to, uh, ask people or demand that people engage in imminent lawless action. So imagine you're on the courthouse steps and you've got a pitchfork-wielding uh, mob in front of you with torches and you say, this burn This is down one of my
1: fantasies, call. by the way. Go on.
2: <laughs> in that case, what you've got is incitement because you're right. inciting imminent lawless action. But otherwise, you know, and there are other kinds of speech like obscenity and um, child pornography and kinds of direct targeted harassment of individuals. So there's lots of things where um, uh, speech can be limited and regulated uh, uh, and is not protected by the Constitution. This is not one of those circumstances.
0: Man, I think it's slicing it pretty thin, whether it's incitement or not, but
2: um, just in general, I know... It's uh, actually not. It's pretty clear under the jurisprudence, which doesn't make it any less repugnant. I mean, that's the thing that we have to say is there's a you can condemn the heck out of this guy and should he's awful he's terrible uh but the difference is when do you go from condemning him and condemning his speech and
0: in this case in this case is when to. we do right. um and this doesn't refute your argument but if he were uh if he mentioned regularly in class i think abortion is murder or that i'm a donald trump supporter how, how long do you think he would last
2: <laughs> standing up for those free speech
0: comments comments
2: yeah he would not last long and then he'd win his federal lawsuit i mean this is this is something that happens all the time on college campuses as colleges are uh, impose ridiculous double standards on speech and it's one reason why they lose in federal court time and time again because they will bring down the hammer on certain kinds of speech and stand up as guardians of the first amendment on other kinds when the when justice when when, uh, when the actual First Amendment requires viewpoint neutrality from them. And so they lose cases. Heck, I've litigated against colleges for more than two decades. And
1: That's got to be satisfying time time
2: work. And time and time again. You know, there was a time, I, I, I don't know if it's still true, but it, it might be, but there was a time when I think I'd sued more universities than any uh, other constitutional lawyer in the U.S. And and what ends up happening is these universities lose these cases time again, pay attorneys fees, pay damages. Uh, but you're right, the double standard is very real and you see Davis has been uh is is has had its own issues with double standards sure. in the not too distant past.
1: Right. David French, senior writer for National Review, senior fellow at the National Review Institute and uh, a joiner in of people disagreeing and not hating each other. How, how lovely. David, hey, uh, a real pleasure. Thank you for the time.
2: Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. All right,
1: let's do it again. Thanks.
0: Yeah, well, you know, you get a whole bunch of lawyers together, you get different opinions. I don't agree with him that it is not a pretty thin difference. At a time when cops are being gunned down around the country mm-hmm. for a professor to say, I think cops should be killed, I don't right. think it. it is clearly not inciting violence against cops, as David French does.
1: Well, and I would love to see the case adjudicated of a professor who repeatedly... Uh, expresses something not only illegal, but horrific and repugnant that arguably has had horrible repugnant results. And the if the board or the chancellors, what's the term, whatever, the, the poobahs of the University of California all say, we can't have this guy teaching young people and get rid of them. I'd like to see that case tried.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. I'd like to hear the arguments. We do have clips of the week coming up, which we yes! should get to. Anytime we talk universities, you always play "Pump and
1: Circumcision." Yeah. Is, is there any? Are there any other choices, Michael? I'll look the for theme some other stuff. From Back to College or uh, Animal House, or okay. You know, What's I'll your alma mater? Play
0: the fight song, right? Just, the Notre Dame fight song. Something. I admit I'm being lazy. All right then. Awesome. All is Art- forgiven. What do you think? Our text line four one five two nine five KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The conscience of the nation. The River.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: That's hilarious, Sean. Trying to figure out what something was on our Twitter feed. It's a it's a GIF. Or do you say GIF? I don't. I say GIF. And Apparently uh, you do. <laughs> Sean said we're devolving into hieroglyphics and GIFs, yeah. <laughs> emojis and GIFs is hieroglyphics.
4: Yeah. International travel. I won't need to use a a translator. I'll just have emojis on my phone. Show them the pictures of how do I get to the airport. Right. And that's you know I I I really do think there's some weird international. Emoji language that's going to be developed. Sure, this,
0: this is how I feel about your restaurant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know which emoji I do. Yes, and well, yes, that one's <laughs> popular. Uh, so, listen, we need to follow up on our conversation with David French about uh, the pro-cop killing professor. Um, but first, let's take a fun look back at the week that was. It's cow clips of the week. <coughs> What I can say is that it is clear that this is one of New
2: Zealand's darkest days.
3: I told the Prime Minister that the United States is with them all the way. They can't go
4: to Tinder and find a date tonight to find that special person who's gonna make the difference in their lives. To prepare for the role of a porcupine, what I imagined, conveniently, was that porcupines sound a lot like me
0: many other celebrities suffer from something called acquired situational narcissism.
2: We can have national voting, and that means get rid of the Electoral College and everybody. <laughs> I myself have always been for lowering the, vote, the voting age to 16. I think it's really important to capture kids when they're in high school. You said call 911. 911. Do you understand that the police have told us to vote you all out so that they can do their jobs, and you're telling us
1: People in my generation are likely to change careers more often than our parents change jobs. And this has serious consequences for our understanding of, uh, of community, of where we fit in. Um, and there are some very ugly things that will move in to fill the void if we've lost that sense of community, that sense of identity that used to come from the workplace. I also
0: filled out my bracket for the 64 people running for president. That was. <laughs> Yeah, I have Gonzaga beating Hickenlooper. That is... Uh... You
1: know, if Sean had had time, I'd have urged him to edit in some of that tape from the Seattle City Council meeting we played earlier this morning, which is so great. It's unbelievable. The videos at armstrongandgetty.com.
0: So we got a bunch of texts about our interview talking about the um, the professor we've been trying to get fired who advocates the killing of policemen. And uh, our guest, Mr. French, talking about it being a free speech issue speech and that sort of stuff. We got this text. We are The first five words in the First Amendment are, Congress shall pass no law. We're not asking the professor to be fired by congressional edicts. We're asking him to be fired because, as consumers, we don't want a jack wagon teaching outrageous, ridiculous stuff to our students. The problem I have with that is every group thinks there are so many different jack wagons that they need to be fired by popular consent of going after advertisers. Right. Or whoever, and it just never ends.
1: Yep. Which is why we did not take this decision lightly to go after this guy. Not at all. I love the idea of the free exchange of ideas. And that guy shouldn't have a job. And I abhor the the absence of it, which is almost every college campus. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? A
3: bad, bad day for Boeing. Instagram cracking down on anti-vaxxers. And Americans are spending billions each and every year drunk shopping.
0: Coming up. Yeah, Uh-oh. this Instagram now thing criticizing is, my hobbies. This Instagram thing is interesting. I can't believe this is such a fiery issue. Uh, stay tuned. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I see a, uh, any of Fox's reporting on the end of ISIS? They're, as far as I know, the only American uh, team that was that yep. close to the action. Yeah, had a reporter right there where they were battling at Benjamin the Benjamin
1: Hall, I believe.
0: Oh, good to have his name.
1: Yeah, right there, and and like being told uh, they're on their way, get out. And, oof, and a talk, couple of days ago,
0: and talked about after days and weeks and really years of uh, of battling ISIS. All of a sudden, it just went quiet takes a
4: certain type to be an embedded
0: reporter man i'll tell you oh yeah yep (laughs) but all of a sudden
4: war is boring
1: by what was his name well google it you'll figure out
0: melville i did the joke guys i did it you did it yeah you
1: did yeah you did
0: but he said uh, that all of a sudden it went quiet and it was because we got them all there's nothing left right that would be the weird part of the end of a war
1: bunch of them gave up too and said i don't want to be an isis anymore so uh please don't kill me yeah which is a heck of a decision Let's get the news now, Marshall Phillips.
3: Well, if there's a feature that increases safety on an airplane, shouldn't it be included in the price of the plane? You'd think so, but apparently Boeing was charging extra for two safety features on their 737 MAX aircraft. With the revelation of that news, Boeing is now changing the plan.
0: Usually options are like leather or better <laughs> stereo, not do you want the warning light that tells you when your engine's super hot. Well, how that
1: much comes is... with the car. How much is a la carte on an airplane? Are they learning from the airlines? How many wings you want with that? Well, we we're kind of assuming there'd be two. We well, throw in one, but the
0: other one's an option. Right. It's up to you. It's another 10000 bucks. After crashes
3: in Ethiopia and Indonesia, Boeing says that one of two safety features will now come standard on the new 737 MAX, but it will continue to charge for the other. The feature that will now come standard is a warning light that will let pilots know there's a problem with various sensors, that the sensors are giving contradictory signals.
0: So I guess it's seen, because not all safety features that are available on cars come with the car. You can pay more for more airbags and all that sort of stuff. Right. I would have think the, the thing ain't working right button would come with the plane. Right. That's not a luxury. It should be noted that neither feature, for whatever reason,
3: is really required by the FAA, but according to reports, the two 737 MAXs that crashed didn't have either features because of those charges. The Indonesian airline Garuda is canceling a nearly $5 billion order for Boeing's uh, MAX jets. A Garuda official saying the airline's passengers have lost confidence in the aircraft after the two crashes. So they had ordered 50 planes, they took one of them and they've canceled the order for the rest. And
1: that's 5 billion with a B.
3: Yes, correct. All right, got to check in how is the news of the day affecting the markets? It's time for Positive Sean's one word market report. Uh, the market is scared. No. Oh yeah, yeah. Nope. They're looking at
4: the data and it's scared. <laughs> okay. Instru- the data. <laughs> good thing to look at, I guess. <laughs> the, the global data, specifically, oh, you see yeah. where their oh, scare
3: is oh, coming yes. from. Yes.
0: You know, all this talk about the presidential election, and we're all doing this static yeah. analysis of as the things are today, we could have, the economy could continue to be good or have a severe downturn. We have no idea. Which would change everything in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Or any world event, like the stuff you're talking about with everything that's going on in the Middle East. Right. and some big world event and then it's a completely different candidates all of a sudden mm-hmm. seem really appealing or right. not appealing at all depending on the world events
1: you know my only comment is that uh, levi's had an ipo yesterday the jeans Their stock that i went on exactly i'm wearing and, levi's right now and uh and and it, it, it was only offered of course to institutional investors and it immediately went up 30 because the the fat cats they get they know how to make money by being fat cats and only letting other fat cats do it but I am, uh, I'm. it shot straight up. I'm really looking forward to being able to say Levi's pulled down this morning by global <laughs> concerns. And actually, the guy who was doing the report I heard said that this was real crack for the market yesterday. Let's
0: uh, Poor choice of
3: words. If your I pants mean, are saggy. Right. You're wearing the wrong size Levi's. Do you expect, I only care about the quality yes. of the
0: pant. Do you expect Levi's jeans to get better as a public company or worse? Jack, I don't have the slightest idea. For some reason, I just guess worse. That they're going to cost cutting all of a sudden.
1: They will become obsessed with this quarter's results as opposed to long term quality. Yeah, I would guess they'll get worse. Quality
0: control is crazy. Because I often order like three of the exact same pair at the same time. Right. And Mm -hmm. they all fit completely different. Completely different. One might be so tight I can't wear it, and the other two bags so loose I can't wear it. Or the other one might be just right. They're Mm -hmm.
3: made in different countries. That's why. Yeah, the same
0: pair, the same size. Right came from three different shops. Yep. The yeah. Levi's nice. CEO uh,
4: claims to never wash his, or never launder his jeans. Sometimes he'll spot clean them. If they get really bad,
0: he'll oh, hand wash it. Real, the real denim stuff, like I've right. got some of those, you don't wash those. Right. That's gross. Those cannot be washed. That's so gross. They're ruined if they're washed. Ugh.
3: Instagram says it's going to be blocking anti-vaccine hashtags and a crackdown on medical misinformation. The platform making the announcement after various media outlets reported about the continued spread of anti-vaccine misinformation on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram said they're removing the hashtags. It's going to take several weeks, but they are going to move forward aggressively.
0: Freaking speaking of free speech, this is not a free speech issue, but just a free exchange of ideas. Do we want to... Do we want Instagram to not allow that conversation to happen? Is that a good thing? I mean, they get to do whatever
1: they want. I realize that. But this reminds me of our discussion with David French earlier. Um, yeah, I'm uncomfortable with it every I'm pro, time.
0: I'm pro getting your vaccines, but do yeah. I want that
1: not even to be allowed for somebody to bring up the other side? Every time the big social media decide we're gonna we're gonna get rid of bad stuff, they do a terrible job of it. And, and often the policing is worse than the crime. The cure is, ironically, worse than the disease. So I, I'm not comfortable with it. People are getting hurt, getting sick, dying, um, and it's their business so they can run it how they want, but I don't know. That's a tough one.
3: Having a glass of wine or three or four can help you unwind, but it could also cause you to lose, a, lose your grip on your credit card. We got a survey... Huh carried out by finder.com that found americans spent billions of dollars making drunk purchases in 2018 a poll of a couple thousand adults found the majority admitted to drunk shopping and 52 percent claimed their purchases were food related as i believe you mentioned earlier a full 10 percent admitted to buying cars and 14 percent actually booked vacations while they were drunk do you know what a theremin is marshall yes i do
1: A theremin is a little device that, well, if you move an object away from or closer to its antenna, it makes the sound from, uh, like, science fiction stuff. That's a theremin. It's
0: a musical instrument?
1: Well, it can be used as a musical instrument. It makes noise, so anything can be used as a musical instrument. It's a noisemaker. I have two theremin. That seems like plenty. Would you like (laughs) to know why? Would you like to know why I have two? One wasn't enough? I'm just drunk. Well, (laughs) I, too, would like to know why I have two. Apparently, I thought it was a very, very good idea whilst uh, enjoying some some vino. Yes. And uh, got confused or lost concentration or something during the (laughs) transaction and ordered two of them. Well, no, I'm sorry. I ordered one twice. I lost faith that i had done it (laughs) properly, I guess. (laughs)
4: Just want to make sure.
1: I don't think I I hit checkout. I don't...
4: (laughs) Aww. So anyway, my son's getting one. Would you like to hear a theremin really quickly? That's not it. Here it is. This guy's really good, it seems. Is
1: this
0: what it sounds like when you play it? This? No. In short, No.
1: (laughs) That's so beautiful. It's a Theremin on uh, "Good Vibrations" by the uh, Boys of the Beach as well. Oh yeah! It's probably the That's most true. prominent use of the Theremin sure. in popular music. Sure. And to wrap. And it it's all good up. to have a backup in case you know.
0: <laughs> you're you're playing one on stage in front of tens of thousands and it gives out. Sure. You got the backup backstage,
3: right? And to wrap it all up, it is estimated Americans plunged. $40 billion into drunk spending in 2018. I'm
0: glad that I quit drinking before the smartphone came out, yeah. which was definitely a good thing for me, because the ability uh. to be drunk and then buy anything anywhere I can get a cell phone signal is not a good thing.
1: Judy and I enjoy a glass of wine or two with dinner, and uh, there's a restaurant that's fairly close to a uh, it's walking distance, actually, which is the point from a Costco. And a couple <laughs> of times we've decided, you know, why don't we uh, go ahead and metabolize the alcohol and just Take a walk after dinner through the Costco. Uh-huh. This sounds like a good idea, my friends. This is not a good idea. <laughs> Do not enter a Costco while inebriated yeah. at any level. Even a little is too much. Of course I need 20
4: pounds of beef jerky. <laughs> <There> no,
0: <you. laughs> I used to love canoeing as a kid.
3: I remember oh, family
1: fun. vacations. and Honey, if you rent a canoe... Three times. You you, you, you paid for it.
0: <laughs> and That's where you got the canoe. I Man. get hungry playing my theremin. I'm going to need the beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty
3: Show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs>
1: And can't expert
0: canoers. Im- can't imagine all the things I would have bought with some disposable income as a single childless man, a smartphone and drunk. Oh, oh my God. Would have been out of hand.
1: Uh-huh. There it is in the background. That guy's pretty good at it, too. Yeah. It takes a lot of practice.
0: you got to bring it in sometime. Oh, yeah, I'd be happy to. Yeah. You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.
1: The conscience of the nation.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: I don't care if Monday's blue. Tuesday's gray and Wednesday too.
3: Uh, Then the show was gone, and so I had to realize, oh, I've been looking through the wrong end of the telescope. There is more to life than, so tell me about your pet beaver. Yes. Uh,
2: (laughs) Who was that guest?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Martha Stewart.
2: Okay.
0: uh... (laughs) David Letterman on Ellen talking about his... Career and whatnot in his beard. His enormous, enormous
1: beard. I don't watch Ellen's show ever. Um I catch and, a little now, there. Probably never will. Um, but I miss her doing stand up. She, seen... she did a new one. Oh, did she? Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty good. I, I, I love her her vibe, her voice, you know, just have the way she approaches. S- comedy. Have
0: you seen her on the uh Comedians in Cars getting coffee with Seidenfeld? That's a good one. I don't think I have. That's a real good one. One of the better ones, actually.
4: Yeah, I'm yeah. with you on that. I I I'm fascinated. And I I'm a big fan of hers, but I find her show unwatchable.
1: Like yeah, it's, it's just it's, it's not for me. no, I just no it's care. not designed for either one of you guys. Right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um. Uh, seems I had one more thing. Oh, I know how Joe's going to spend part of his weekend. That's watching the Motley Crue biopic that comes <laughs> out this weekend. If you wanted a movie about the
1: life of Motley Motley Crue, it can't, is out. Can't wait. And Joe will be there. I initially responded cynically to the uh, announcement of that movie. Then I thought, you know, I'm sure those fellows engaged in some real nuttiness. Sure <laughs> it they might, did. Be, uh, might be entertaining. I'm sure they did. I don't know. I like the Three Stooges. I think it'll probably have an appeal very much like a, how they came up with whatever dumbass song of theirs. Uh, I don't care.
0: <laughs> Along the lines of tearing down statues across the country, uh, in some cases I agree with it, but uh, it's, it's just interesting that it's happening. Um, What's wrong with this diorama? You can read all about it. It's the American Museum of Natural History in New York, one of the most famous and best museums in the entire world, mm-hmm. has been amended in ways that will allow museum goers to see the historical inaccuracy it perpetrates. So they decided, rather than take out things that they think are historically inaccurate... What, like a
1: caveman riding a Tyrannosaurus? That sort of thing? <laughs> That never happened you
0: see <laughs> now they had this diorama and they, the example they had was a it's a classic and i've seen this and i don't know how many museums are around in my life uh, you had the settlers and the indians greeting each other standing there on the sure. shore yeah and it's for kids to Any look hell, at well, yeah and it was put in the museum uh about a hundred years ago uh Teddy Roosevelt was behind it somehow. That's why his statue is out front of the museum, which constantly gets defaced. And people are trying to get that taken down because he was a colonialist and a white Uh, uh, male and all these different things. Well,
1: hence his appearance in the uh, Night at the Museum movies as well. Oh,
0: right. Yeah, that's the museum we're talking about. Okay. Um, But so now instead of so they were talking about we got to take this diorama out. There's all kinds of things that are wrong with this. They don't have any women in a leadership role in the tribe. They're all back there while the men are up here and all this different things and you know, the, 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 no, the, the Europeans actually killed the Indians and all these different things. This, really? This I hadn't ma- heard that. This makes it look like it's all happy, happy, joy, joy, men in charge, women in the background. And is they it? didn't like that. So they <laughs> thought we should take it out. And then somebody thought, that, no, instead of doing that, how, we, how will we make it more like about the history of our history? So they left the diorama up and they have this giant glass. And then on the glass is all these little boxes explaining what's wrong with this diorama. Huh. Which is kind of an interesting way to go about it some of which are kind of interesting, some of which I think are nitpicking, some of which I just don't agree with at all.
1: Right, just virtue signaling garbage. But I kind of like the approach, though. You know, it's funny. I, the other day, for some reason, started thinking about zoos when I was a kid. And I'm old enough to remember when zoos were a horror by modern standards. Uh, I grew up in Chicago and went to the Brookfield Zoo, where you had full-sized African elephants in a, a cage sm- so small. Well, they could turn around and walk back and forth in it, but it was tiny, given their mass. And it was a concrete floor and bars, and maybe maybe like a tire to kick around. And that was it. Man, it made me sad. And, uh,
0: Is that the point of this segment? No, to make us sad. No, but I like. It's working. The, I,
1: I, <laughs> yeah, you've been successful. Yeah, well, yeah, but I like the idea of of saying uh, museums of the past would do this, for instance. And here's why that's kind of silly. Because if you're into museums, the history of museums is really interesting. On the other hand, I'm sure a chunk of it is virtue signaling nonsense.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, some 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 of it definitely is. Plus, was it having How much effect was it happening? And when I was a kid, I'd walk by those things, see those things, and like. It made almost no impression on me because you, the white male, were
4: represented well in those scenarios.
0: <laughs> I just didn't really think about it at all. Um, but, but then, once you get a little bit older, you understand that, that you know you also don't pay much attention to
1: it because it's just kind of a silly. I don't even know why it exists. I wrote a poem about a lion in a cage. I think it was in third grade that was deeply affecting. They thought I was some sort of poetry prodigy. Really? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Lions are brown and so are you. No. I saw no. one yesterday at the zoo. Was no. it like that? It was about loneliness and despair. Oh, geez. Well, that's good for a, what, a third grader? <laughs> Lighten up, Francis. You're a weird kid. <laughs> hey, kids. It's that time again. Fire <laughs> With Armstrong and Getty. There's some cheery youth there. They're probably telling you are a project. They're trying to cheer you up. <laughs> uh, Say something nice to him. He's obviously very keep down. Keep an eye on this kid. <laughs> yeah. Here's your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody. Positive, Sean. What's on your mind?
4: Yeah, we'll hit another couple games from the bracket. We got the uh, the Aggies taking on the Huskies. Uh, Huskies, man's best friend. They're not going <laughs> to turn on the agriculturalists. The, the Aggies, <laughs> the Aggies take on that one. Yeah, you got Cougars versus Panthers. Really close to a mirror match there. Woo! But my thought process on Panthers right now is the Marvel movie, the Black Panther. So the technological advantage of mm. vibranium from Wakanda. So I got the Panthers winning that one. Wow, wow. Cheer lock of the week. Marshall
1: Phillips, your final thought.
3: Well, we got another Powerball weekend here. $625 million as of tomorrow night. And once again, I put together my uh, staff gifting list based on how y'all have treated me over the last 48 hours. Oh, boy. And there's been, I got to tell you, a lot of movement.
0: Boy, that means means I got to give another foot rub. Oh, boy. Michelangelo, (laughs) final thought.
2: Uh, yeah, my um, drunken uh, purchases, it. it was a stapler and a flashlight, and I bought two of them. It was a combo stapler and flashlight. I yes. thought it was a great idea, and uh, no,
1: <laughs> hasn't helped my life at all. Stapler and flashlight. Uh, Jack,
2: a final
0: thought for us? We shielded you from this, but there's tremendous buzz been going on in Washington, D.C. for the past dozen hours that the Mueller report is going to drop today because of of various things. I'm telling you, media, if it doesn't happen today, you got to shut up about it now. You can't keep doing this. You can't keep saying, rumor has it, it's today. You can't keep doing it. Maybe change the First
1: Amendment. Maybe they've earned that. Hey, go to armstrongandgetty.com. All the great clicks are there. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have
4: for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from that planning Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun, but now the time has come to go. If this sitcom was found dead in his bed
2: tomorrow, I'd be in heaven, still doing this show.
4: See you some other time! <laughs> Ugh.